0: Welcome to In the Envelope, a podcast from Backstage, the one-stop shop for actors and creators both above and below the line. I am your host, Vinny Mancuso, backstage senior editor and professional entertainment obsessive. I'll be your guide through every corner of the creative industry, with the help of some of your favorite stars. Here, you'll find intimate, in-depth talks with today's most award-worthy names in film, television, and theater. Along the way, we'll get advice on living your best creative life, relatable stories of the highest highs and lowest lows, and maybe, just maybe, a rare peak in the envelope.
1: I did so many auditions. I really think that people don't quite understand like how many times you get told no. <laughs> and the very few times you get told yes, it just feels so amazing. And that yes just makes you want to keep keep on going.
0: Hello, my friends. Welcome. To another episode of In the Envelope, the Actors Podcast. I am your host, Vinny Mancuso, and we are rocketing toward the 74th Annual Emmy Awards. And joining us today on the podcast is, for my money, whatever that's worth, uh, the frontrunner for Outstanding Actress in a Limited Series. That is the wonderful Caitlin Deaver. I say that, of course, with all due respect to fellow nominee Jennifer Coolidge, who we love and pay homage to every day of our lives as she deserves, but Caitlin Deaver's performance in Dope Sick is not only a standout of this season, but it's a standout of a long, long time. Of course, if you know the story of Dope Sick, which is the infuriatingly true story of the opioid crisis, uh, you know that Caitlin Deaver's performance is a heavy, heavy performance. And this conversation gets heavy. Uh, How could it not? We get into everything. How she tracked. Her stages of withdrawals, where her character is at, its its we get deep into it, but it's also a hopeful conversation. Uh, it's a conversation with great advice for any actor at any part of their career who wants to know what it's like to really dive into a character. It's also a conversation that includes extended sidebars devoted to the greatness of Tony Collette, and the fact that Caitlin Deaver's father was the voice of Barney the Purple Dinosaur. Every actor's journey contains multitudes, is what I'm saying. Let's get into it. This is... Caitlin Deaver. Applications are now available for UCLA's professional program in Acting for the Camera. Gain knowledge from successful industry professionals and receive a world-class acting education in three quarters, consisting of scene study, acting for the camera, and career development workshops. An intimate classroom environment with a maximum of 16 students per workshop, and a certificate of completion from the UCLA School of Theater, Film, and Television. Students are encouraged to apply early. Space is limited. Admission is competitive. Just Google UCLA professional programs. You'll find us. Caitlin Deaver is freshly Emmy nominated and has no plans of slowing down. After making the leap from sitcom star to multifaceted actor, Deaver has been on a remarkable run of impactful roles, from Olivia Wilde's subversive teen comedy Booksmart to Netflix's harrowing true crime drama Unbelievable. Deaver earned her first Emmy Nod with Hulu's Dope Sick, in which she achingly portrays a coal miner who falls victim to opioid addiction. Here is Be Great, Caitlin Deaver. How's it going?
1: Hi, Vinny. It's going good. How are you doing?
0: Good. Uh thank you so much for being here. Uh it's it's an absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. Uh we are uh, as of this day recording, we're about uh two weeks from Emmy nominations, uh in which you were nominated for an Emmy. <laughs> uh, can you can you tell me what it what it feels like? Like I, I and when I say feels like like physically emotionally when they say your name what's that (laughs)
1: um it's definitely a whirlwind of emotions i felt really emotional um i was with my sister we were in our pjs drinking coffee and we were scrolling i was like i wonder (laughs) we scrolled (laughs) on the like we were scrolling on her computer she had it pulled up and saw my name we started like screaming and, and it was so much fun. It was just so cool. I couldn't, I, can't, I, I, it was really emotional. Um, then my, my parents, you know, <laughs> had champagne ready at eight o'clock in the morning. Um, we did a little toast. It was really, um, it was really cool to be able to share it with them immediately. And then, um, to text Mayor Winningham, who I am nominated with, and you know we, we we did so much together on the show, and and doing scenes with her was just um, so much fun, and getting to know her as a person was just amazing. And then um, and then yeah, then then seeing that our show ended up getting fourteen nominations is just I I I um I just feel so so proud of everybody. I feel so proud of Danny because he just he just had so much passion for the story and had a deep need and to 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 tell the story in the right way and um you know it feels really i mean the, the sh- making the show was a rewarding experience you know um and then the the release of the show has been so um, incredible to be a part of and to get to watch how the show has impacted people but then to be able to you know to celebrate with them in this in this in this way and to be recognized by the Television Academy just feels really really insane. <laughs> it feels really insane, but I I'm just so I feel I feel really grateful and lucky. Um, you know I feel really really grateful.
0: It's incredible. I'm always curious about, you know, the, when someone's a working actor, the the sense of highs and lows. I'm, I'm curious after, you know, the nominations came out and it's you're like, you're Emmy nominated, how soon was it, uh, you know, back to work? <laughs> was it Was it was sort of like, okay, Emmy nomination, got to get back to work.
1: I mean, yeah, I I, I actually did go to work that day. <laughs> um, it, I, yeah, it is, it is kind of like, you know, it's, it's, it, you hear that kind of news, and it, it is just, yeah. You just kind of keep going and and move on, and that that's that kind of recognition almost like um, fuels the energy into the day and 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 into the week um, almost. So, but it 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 is it is crazy because um, being recognized uh, in that kind of way. Does really make me think about just how hard it is to be able to just work at all, you know. And and dope sick definitely was um, came came into my life at a point where I hadn't gotten any any um, auditions come you know come through in my email inbox from my agents, and uh, it came at a at a time during the pandemic when we were kind of like you know I had. Um, a project that was supposed to go, and then it kind of just stopped, and we didn't know what was going on. We didn't know what this was, and I was so excited to just to just read a script for the for for the first time in a while, and then for that script to be as incredible as it was, it just was even more exciting, and um, and I it was just something I wanted so badly, and you know, it's, it's, it's hard to get, it's hard to get a a job and then to be able to have, you know, someone put their, put their trust in you and, and, and to allow you to take on something that is so important, feels really good. And, um, and so, yeah, to be able to just complete that job was just, again, such a, such a rewarding feeling, but yeah, everything that has come after it has been really just, um, uh, an incredible experience, and I feel really, really, really lucky
0: absolutely. Uh, because you know, because of who we are backstage, we we sort of you know we we, we love hearing about what well, we don't love hearing about. It, but we love hearing about that those sort of in between moments where, um, you know, we all see the Emmy nominations, we all see the highs, but those the, I, I it's it's always so interesting to hear someone describe those those sort of those that that void between jobs where it's it's it's, you know, you're waiting for an email, you're waiting for a script. you're literally waiting for anything. Uh, and yeah. I love for you to sort of you know put 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 us in those moments. What is that like? What is it? What are what are you thinking during those moments? What is keeping you moving forward during those moments?
1: Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> you get so used to it as an actor. Um, it's it it is definitely I I definitely like love working and I I love being on set and I love creating and and collaborating with different filmmakers and actors and, and getting to know everybody and creating that, that environment on set is one of my favorite feelings in the world. Um, so yeah, when, when it's not happening, you, I, there, <laughs> you definitely can. antsy and, um, and, but it, you know, I've, I've, come to be maybe comfort, a little more comfortable with it, but I don't think I'll ever be super like comfortable in that feeling, um, but it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. There are highs and lows and and I, when the highs do happen, I just like really love to just be as in the moment as I possibly can and to really enjoy um, those moments. and And again, Um, like being able to celebrate the, the Emmy nomination with my family was just so special. And, and, um, because I feel like those, they they are my biggest supporters and they are the ones that are always supporting me throughout the highs and the lows. And, um, so, but yeah, I don't think I'll, it's, it's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely tough sometimes but i also have gotten a little bit a little bit more comfortable with it but again it's 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 inevitable with this job and um i i'm just i i don't i can't imagine myself doing anything else obviously
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the sense i kind of get is that it it's almost like you don't want to get fully comfortable with it, it it's 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 part of the fuel it's part like the the like you mentioned it's it's just inevitable. So it getting too comfortable with it would kind of I don't know take away a core part of the process. Is what it sounds like to me.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, there are, I think I could definitely I think there are definitely moments when I honestly I I I choose to you know have a have a moment or a break because I don't want to work for the sake of Working, especially more recently, I've I've found you know, being a part of shows like Dopesick, I really I mean want to be a part of of projects that I'm really, really passionate about and that I really really connect with. And and on top of that, projects that I feel are really going to um you know be, be impactful and um so I, I love to seek out those kinds of projects, um, but again, yeah, I don't I don't want to work for the sake of working. And again, like I said, I do love love working, but um, I think being able to again be a part of projects that um, I'm immediately passionate about, and and to be able to work and do what I love the most is is the best combo. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely in a, in a moment right now where I'm just, um, I'm, I am not working. I just got back from, from a job and it, and I'm, I'm really enjoying this time. I'm enjoying, I'm, I'm enjoying the, the family time. Cause I think there are moments when you do need it. And, and, and my life has always, you know, come first, but I, I, uh, I'm I'm definitely enjoying this 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 time with with my family and being able to um, celebrate this this moment with them.
0: Absolutely. So, because yeah. of how special this moment is, I do want to go all the way back to the beginning because we love we love to hear the journey to what yeah. got you here. So I do I do wanna I do wanna go I wanna go back all the way uh, and ask whether you have anything you consider a acting origin story uh a movie a performance anything you saw or experienced where you were like oh you know what that's something i want to do that is where where you kind of zeroed in on what acting is and why you wanted to do it
1: oh the very beginning i think it kind of it's kind of happening all at once i i honestly i saw um really the, the beginning, the beginning, beginning is when I, um, started, I, I was, uh, the only thing I watched when I was little was Disney channel. And I love, <laughs> obviously, um, I, I loved like the fact that like Raven Simone was just, was able to like make me laugh so much. And I loved I I knew that I was being moved in a certain way and I knew that I, I kind of under, like, I kind of, I I didn't really quite understand what acting was obviously when I was watching these shows, but I was obsessed with them. And like, I, I then was kind of creating my own, my own plays with my sisters at home and my, my first audience was, was my 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 parents and making them laugh was the best feeling in the world and so then i would also then start doing bits and jokes that i knew worked and i would do it over and over again to, <laughs> just to make them laugh just was like such a good feeling um and then i saw the sixth sense for the first time wow um and I and it wasn't when it first came out. I don't know, actually know when Sixth Sense was released, but I was I watched it a, a couple of years after it was released because I wasn't I wasn't old enough to to see it. And I was, but I was still young when I first saw it. It was pretty scary.
0: Um, it is a very scary movie.
1: <laughs> it's a terrifying movie. Um, but I was able to uh, really connect with Tony Collette's character in that yeah. in that movie. And for some reason, that was the first time I was like. Oh whoa! This is like a different kind of. This is a different feeling, and I, I kind of immediately knew then that like oh okay that's I wanted I want to do that because she seems like a real person to me, um, and I think that's really where it, like this the itch, and the urge began and then, um, I. Uh, I just, I, I bet I started begging my parents to, um, put me and, well, I also thought that acting was sort of like a thing you could just do. I thought you could just like mm-hmm. go and be on Disney channel if you wanted to be. And that's definitely not how it works. Yeah,
0: it's it's <laughs> like becoming a cashier, like just hand you your resume <laughs> in. Yeah, exactly.
1: exactly. Um, and so I then realized like, oh, you need to like to, acting classes or something. So I was like begging my parents to like, I wanted to do acting and they're like, well, you need to, you know, if you want to do this, you start acting classes. And so after begging them over and over again, I, and I also just did so, I jumped around so much when I was little. I I did ballet and then I didn't want to do that anymore. And then I I was in gymnastics and I didn't really love that. And, um, soccer was actually the only thing I really, I loved playing soccer. And I, I continued to do that until, um, we ended up moving from, I grew up in Texas moving and I just kind of, um, continued to work. And then I stopped soccer, but I really did love soccer, but, um, acting classes, my family were like, all right, well, you know, she's, she's probably going to, like try this for a few weeks and then she'll want to do something else because yeah. this is what Caitlin does, um, and I just remember the first day I went to acting classes and it's so it's like so dramatic and I you know I'm ten years old yeah. and for some reason I was like this is what I want to do for the rest <laughs> of my life, I feel fulfilled, um, but I did for some reason and I don't know why and I just I I loved it I loved being different people and I think it. Also, you know, I think it comes from maybe being obsessed with, um, the way people, like real people that I knew acted. Like I was always like staring at at people when I was younger, like (laughs) to a degree where I was like, you know, my mom, you know, definitely took, you know, she noticed it and, and she actually told me this, um... As when I was when I was a bit older, she was like, you know, you used to do this all the time, and you still do. I, I used and then I started noticing. Oh yeah, I do kind of do that. But like, <laughs> um, she's like, you used to stare at people really like a lot, and and like you were studying them. And I always thought like, you know, maybe should I say something about this? And she's like, I never stopped. I never did anything. I never stopped you or I never told you about it because I knew you were doing it for a reason, um, which I thought was really sweet and um and yeah I've just been obsessed with playing different people and and I and I got to do that in acting classes and um I did the acting classes for a couple months and then they did like a showcase for the kids in in the acting class for for like an agent from LA and this agent from LA picked like two kids that she wanted to sign and I was one of them and my parents what I always thought was interesting was that this like they, they were... We were approached at the same time. Like, my parents... I thought they were, like... I thought that would be something that they approached my parents, like, separately mm-hmm. about. But they approached, like, me and my parents at the, the same time. Like, child. we yeah. want to... Yes. And I was like, <laughs> oh, well, we have to go. We have That's to obviously, go. To, yeah. Obviously. Yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, my parents... My My parents, you know, they were always so supportive, but they also were very realistic and and they wanted me to, you know, they really wanted me to have an opportunity and, and to, they knew how much I loved it at such a young age and they put their, you know, they, they really, really gave me the support, but they also, so we went out to LA to do this um, thing called Pilot Season and I went out for a couple auditions and they told me, like, Caitlin, like, you are... This is gonna be really, really, really hard. Just so you know, my parents are are um, they were in the in the figure skating world and um, had then turned in you know they started coaching um, later on in their life and so I think they kind of understood what that would be like a little bit. But um, and my dad did did voiceover work in Texas as well. Your, your um, dad
0: was the voice of Barney the Purple <laughs> yes. Dinosaur. I, yes. I I do research for these things and sometimes uh, something <laughs> pops up and I have to triple check it cuz I'm not sure if it's true. Uh that's a, right, that's just a wonderful. So
1: right, like, cuz it's, it's so random. Cuz it's like in the middle random. of your, your bio, you
0: know, it's your commercial work and stuff and then there's a sentence her father was the voice of Barney the Purple Dinosaur. Um I love that. Right. That's wonderful. <laughs> um and uh, just you know one of those things that I I'm, I'm sure um informed this early period for you?
1: Yeah. My dad was always like doing voices around me and my sisters. And, and I definitely saw him like going over his lines for work. And that definitely influenced, um, my, my urge for sure. Um, but yeah, they, they, they were just completely realistic when I first started and, and they said, you're not, going to get the first thing you go out on Caitlin. So just uh-huh. know that. And, um, I ended up oddly getting the first thing I went out on and then, <laughs> um, but I never actually shot it cause they used my callback audition for the commercial that I auditioned <laughs> for, which is really funny. Never happens. That never happened again, but I did, I did get, the, it was the first thing I went out on. So, um, That was, that's the sort of like long, I haven't ever really gone into full detail about (laughs) the origin story, but that is the full origin story.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Think you can write two feature screenplays or a TV spec and two original TV pilots in less than nine months? If you're accepted into the UCLA professional program in screenwriting or writing for television, you will. Both programs begin this fall. Learn from renowned UCLA instructors and you'll receive a world-class education in less than a year. An intimate environment with a maximum of 10 students per instructor. Guidance from writing your script through navigating the industry. And a certificate of completion from the UCLA School of Theater, Film, and Television. Just Google UCLA Professional Programs. You'll find us. I'm interested because you did book commercial work. At the beginning, uh, you know, I, I was just kind of going through the list. So it was the the Shrek Gogurt commercials, the skate and trick, uh stuff like that. What what did that part of your career sort of uh, teach you about what this career would be like? Because you know, that's that's a that's the first stepping stone for a lot of people is 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 commercial work. Uh but it's also mm-hmm. a very little understood part of it. So I'm curious what what that was like, uh how it informed what came after, uh what you were thinking during that period.
1: Yeah. Um uh, the craft service on commercials are very fancy. <laughs> wow,
0: that's good to know.
1: <laughs> very good. No, um, I what what I learned at the at the beginning in doing the commercial, the commercials. Um, yeah, I mean, I it was kind of the only thing I was really auditioning for for the first um, year or so, um, of, of auditioning. And, but I was continuing to book these commercials. And I think, I guess at the beginning of, of, of sort of like the learning process and, and, um, I, I guess it was, it was that I, I, I would get so nervous before, um, and especially so nervous for the audition process, even still. I, I don't think that's ever going away, which is fine. I think it's just <laughs> it just it just means that I that I really care. Um and I wanna, you know, I I wanna do a good job. Um but then I was able to, you know, for some reason I just felt really comfortable when I got on to set. Um and that was an exciting feeling because I had gone. know, for a while, like this like nerve wracking audition process, but I just kept, I, I, you know, I, I, I still loved it at the same time. Um, but I, but being on, on set and, um, learning about how things, I mean, it was, it would also move so fast. And I think I haven't really thought about like being, you know, 11 on a commercial shoot in a while. (laughs) Um, but I think, you know, it was, all of it was just a stepping stone. And I, I was like a sponge. Um, and a a lot of it was like just subconscious. And a lot of it was just, a lot of the learning was just like doing it. Um, and then I, I did my, I, again, I hadn't gotten a lot of, I remember at the time I wasn't auditioning for a lot of movies and, and, and just a lot of them didn't, um, hadn't I, I hadn't done a lot of movie auditions at the time. Um, uh, and then I, I, cause I think agents like to like work your way, like they like to really work your way up to it. And um, I've got an audition for uh, an American girl movie. Um, and I, and I, you know, I did the, there's like a series of callbacks that I went through, but I ended up getting it. And that was my first movie that I did. Um, which was, which was really exciting. And that was a, that was a different feeling that was like, a, you know, that felt obviously like it, it was, a a bigger deal and, um, yeah, that was a cool, that was a cool feeling.
0: I'm curious as, as someone who wanted to, to get into acting what, during all of this, did it, did it feel like this was your career? Like you were very young and you were, you were doing different auditions, auditions were doing stuff. Did it feel like you were in your acting career or were you waiting to for something to happen or like were you waiting for a significant leap or did this all just feel like oh yeah i'm doing it i'm working my way up
1: it always just felt like i was yeah working working my way up i don't know what really up was but just like doing more of it i just like loved the process of just being on a set and 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 um Mm, finishing, finishing projects. And, and yeah, it it felt like I, 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 yeah, I wasn't really working towards like an end goal at that time necessarily, even, even, even now, but like, I think, um, the process of, of again, uh, yeah, like auditioning and I did so many, I mean, like it sounds like when I say, like, oh, yeah, I did, like, 11 commercials mm-hmm. in that first year. And then I did, like, but I did so many auditions. <laughs> I mean, I really think that people don't quite understand, like, how many times you get told no. <laughs> and the very few times you get told yes, it just feels so amazing. And that yes just makes you want to keep keep on going. And um, uh, so... Yeah. And, but I think that also continuing to do, so I was a, again, a young child. So I, I, when I was like, you know, 11 doing a movie, I st- my parents still made it, made school like a number one priority. And, um, I always had my, my family and my sisters that were just constantly there. So I had this You know, there wasn't there wasn't like a whole lot of 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 pressure on on acting. It was just something that my parents were allowing me to to do and to and to be able to do it was like such a dream. And so I was just I just felt so I I I did know how lucky I was at that time. I really I really did. And I um I was just again I was just exciting to be on a movie set and doing a TV show for the first time and. Um, all of it was just like really, yeah, that just the process of getting something and, and going through the audition process was just exciting.
0: I I do want to jump forward just a bit to 2019, which was both, I'm pretty sure it was both book smart and unbelievable, um, which kind of felt like a, a big shift where it was, it was, it it sort of became like, uh, wow, these are, these are the kind of, you're making choices. These are the kind of characters I want to play, and you know, two very, very, very different projects. But yeah. you are playing in both sort of underrepresented characters. Uh, people, you know, people we don't really hear from a lot. So I'm, I'm curious if you felt that shift happening, and what it was like to sort of to come to that place where you're like, oh, these are not just the jobs I'm I want. That's these are the type of things I want to be doing.
1: Yeah, De- yeah, definitely. I, I really. I really, it was really like an incredible realization to have when I, you know, for a couple of years, I was just doing, really just doing these things that I loved. And I was also, um, just these projects that I had been a part of just, um, just, it was kind of just pure happenstance that I, that I was able to get them. And I, and I, you know, I got hired for these jobs and I was auditioning and, um, again, auditioning a lot and the things I happened to be a part of were just um, just a thrill. But then when I realized it was kind of when I started to n- notice like the impact you can have in and making something and not also lo- like not only love acting and doing the job, but then also being a part of something that has like real impact, I think I noticed that for the first time when I did Short Term Twelve, mm-hmm. um, and again like Short Term Twelve was an audition that came through, and I and I auditioned for it a couple times. I auditioned with Destin, and then I and then I got it, and I was so excited to do it. And then you know I was just soaking it all in, being around Destin and 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 <laughs> and Brie Larson and Lakeith and Rami and. Um, you know that was that was a that was a really really cool moment for me because again I was on a a sitcom during that time and um, you know it's really really it's like especially at that time being on like a twenty twenty two plus episode mm-hmm. uh, sitcom uh, series was really it was really hard to get out of not get out of it but just be able to do other um projects on the side and um the people a part of that show are are like my family and they were so supportive of of me wanting to try different things and 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 really continue to build my like career on the side and um i was able to literally do short term 12 like on the weekends of doing glassman standing the sitcom i was on for for um a big part of my life and I'm so grateful for that. But yeah, I really saw like oh, people are like really connected to this in a different way. Like the audience, like the the reaction that I was mm-hmm. getting to. I was the, it was the first time I was like going to Q&As and and going to screenings and talking about um my role in the in the, in the film and 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 people sharing their their own stories and um I thought that that was that was a really big turning point in my, in my head and in my, my career and kind of, oh, that was a, that was a really, it's a really in, in incredible thing to be a part of. And then, yeah, when I did Smart, um, Booksmart was something that I was just felt, I felt so lucky to be a part of, and I had been a part of it, you know, a couple of years prior to it getting made. And I just knew that it was going to be something really special. And I felt, you know, um, Making a making a movie about female friendship is something we need more and more of, and um, and then really yeah, unbelievable was the big one for me where I I, I learned so much about myself. I learned um, so much just in general um, in making that that show, and then in the the release of that show, just the people that were reaching out to me and, and being open and, and, and willing to share their own stories and their experiences um similar to the character I played Marie's um experience you know I, I really felt like oh wow this is not only do I get to do what I love but I also get to allow at least one person to feel seen by something that I that I've done and that really just means a lot and so now I since then and, and that's why you know doing dope sick was so exciting um you know it just feels it feels really good to to make that impact and and to put um a lot of hard work into something that really does deserve to be told
0: absolutely i those those are the you know the short term 12 followed by booksmart i i first of all i love that short term 12 has kind of become this artifact uh where it's like this was Here's the presentation of everyone who is going to be <laughs> the, the next stars of the Jedi. I feel like whenever you tell people the cast of Shirt turned 12, they're like, oh, that's everyone. That's everyone that's, that's doing so well now. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, Unbelievable was, it It just felt like a, a huge shift. And and it's interesting you were doing this alongside uh, Tony Collette, the person you specifically called out before. I'm wondering what your oh, yes. conversations were like with her. Uh, she is a force of nature. Um, I'm, I'm curious, you know, because you did mention you are a sponge, on these things uh so what was what were you taking from her what were you saying to her what were those conversations like
1: yeah um oh my god i i was never gonna tell her that because she's <laughs> just, she like i was never gonna say you are the reason why i wanted to be an actor
0: yeah
1: <laughs> um that's like it's a, it's, it's a very vulnerable it's a lot thing to, put to... <laughs> on, <laughs> to
0: put on side.
1: i know but i did um <laughs> we did... <laughs> And I knew that, you know, our storylines were kind of parallel storylines in in Unbelievable. And I knew that I might not get the chance to maybe say it again. And we'd get we'd start working and I, you know, we'd be passing each other on set and I wouldn't have the opportunity to. So I decided to just do it right on the the welcome dinner of our, our show. And I was sitting across from her and I was like, oh my god, this is insane. I can't believe I'm sitting across from her right now. And I just, I just, it was one of those things where it was like kind of loud and it was like, Tony, so I just wanted to, I just wanted to say (laughs) something to you. It's so nice to meet you. Um, Yeah, you, I I saw Sixth Sense when I was younger and you kind of the reason why I, and she was, she took it so well. She was so nice to me and it's just, maybe I could have done it in more of an intimate setting, but we were, yeah, we were at this like Netflix put on this welcome dinner before we, before we started. Um, making the show. And <laughs> I decided that that was my moment and um, <laughs> I'm glad I told her. Um, but yeah, she is, oh man, she is just so good at what she does. She is just, I love her. Um, I, I, uh, you know, she's such an incredible dramatic actress, but then I recently, I went to um, um, Muriel's wedding mm-hmm. screening where she was actually doing a Q and a Q&A after it was, like an anniversary screening. Um, and I think I went to it while we were making Unbelievable and just hearing her talk about the things that she loves. She loves like the simplest part of of acting and I really connected with her in that way. She's like, I just love, I just like love drinking my coffee and sitting and sitting and, and talking with hair and makeup in the morning. And and then I, I just she she really um when she was talking about those things that she really admires, I, I, I felt like connected with her and, and in that way. And, um, and she just really appreciates like the small little parts of it, which is what I love about acting as well. I mean, I love it all and she loves it all. So I just really felt like, Oh, this is, she's just everything I wanted her to be and and more everything I dreamed of. And, um, yeah, so uh, unfortunately, we never had scenes together, but I was still, you know, sitting in the hair and makeup trailer with her at the same time, and we were constantly passing each other on set. And um, you know, she's she's an icon for me. You know, she's a really big deal, and um, uh, I feel so lucky to to be to be in the same show as her. <laughs> yeah.
0: Meet your do meet your heroes. It turns out well sometimes.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Um, so then you come to Dopesick, uh, which is, is is a truly truly a remarkable performance. Um, it is it is heart wrenching, but it's so it's so quietly heart wrenching. Um, mm-hmm. I I read somewhere that you created a um, a spreadsheet to sort of mm-hmm. keep track of you know because it was filmed out of order, but you are you are doing so many such a wide range of emotion in the show. You were, you just wanted to keep track of you know where you were at that moment. So I'm I'm curious, was that a first time? thing for you uh did it help uh why did it help Uh, what was the process like of keeping all of that compiled and compacted in your head
1: yeah um i created the spreadsheet it was the first time i have ever done that before because i felt um a, a deep responsibility to to get this right because betsy is a composite character and does represent the Millions of people that were and are affected by the opioid crisis. So it it I I really felt like I needed to do the best I possibly could again because I was so lucky to be given this opportunity and and to and that it, it, that kind of opportunity does not come around too often. So I have to really um, give it everything. I possibly give everything I have to this, to this character. And, um, I, and yes, yes. So we were shooting out of order and the, um, what in my preparation process and in reading a lot about opioid addiction and, and how it affects, um, someone, you know, I realized that it is very different person to person. It's not black and white. And it does um, really change. It literally changes um, your, your, your brain chemistry and um, Betsy's journey in particular is so up and down and she is just going through so much physically and emotionally. And um, you know, her, 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 her life is just completely upended by, by, by this, by this drug. And, um, because her journey is so up and down and, um, I, 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 wanted to be very specific about the level of withdrawals and in order to do that. Yeah. I felt like I, I had to <laughs> mm-hmm. make this spreadsheet. So, and so I sat down with my, I, I sat down with my sister. I was like, Maddie, can you I, at this time, I now know how to work Google Docs. I'm, I'm getting better at it. But at the time, I did not understand Google Docs. They and... teach entire
0: classes on it. It's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> I understand.
1: So finally, she 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 helped me with it. We sat down and we went through each episode and each scene that I had and did an entire spreadsheet of the entire season. Um, and uh it was really helpful, and I was able to I was able to so then I was able to like leave an open box next to each scene, and then I was able to you know ha- I would handwrite what I ended up doing because it always changes when you get to set and um, rehearse it and stuff. But um, I I was able to keep track of where I was and very, be very specific about her journey because again I felt like it she deserves everything and and more.
0: I do I do want to sort of. Leave off here by talking about two specific moments from the show, because uh, I think that they're very indicative of of the range that you're doing in this show, um, the range of the character, the range of the arc, uh, and just sort of get a sense of you know what that what what led to this moment on set, um, what the preparation process was like. Uh, the first moment is in um, episode five, I believe. Uh, your father, played by Ray McKinnon, uh, pours your uh, Betsy's pills down the down the sink and it's this very explosive scene uh with it's very physical um it's very there's a moment where you're you're slamming your hand against the cabinet it's just this very just outpouring of emotion and i'm curious yeah. what what that is is like on set for you how you like to prepare for moments like that uh how you how you let it what's what's prepared ahead of time versus what you let happen uh what just take us through something like that yeah i
1: mean that the, the... I guess I have to first start off with like the, the relationship that Betsy has with her parents and, and how complicated it is. Um but in doing like the episodes prior in the scenes um before that episode with with her, her parents, you know, I, I think while it it is so complicated and there is so much like frustration there, um especially, you know, from her from her father's end of things. I think that, um, there is still this like layer of love underneath, um, underneath it all. And I think that in that scene in episode five, it, it's just, it's just, it was a, a lot of emotions and, um, it just rep- <laughs> that, that scene represents, you know, a family sort of like really falling apart and, and represents many, many families and, and, uh, that were affected by this um, epidemic, and how uh, how you feel like there's you know every every character in that scene they there's nowhere to there's nowhere to turn, and Betsy um, feel you know again from the things that I've learned in my in my research is that when someone is going through that. Withdrawal and they don't have it they feel like they're di- they, they they literally feel like they're dying and so when she finally you know gets more pills she feels like safe again which is so sad and heartbreaking but she feels like she feels okay again and she's finally feeling like okay I I'm I'm I'm, I'm feeling much better and she's come home and then her father throws th- down everything that she had just worked so hard to get and down the drain. And it is literally like he's killing her. Like, and that is how she feels. And again, that's the the brain chemistry I was talking about earlier, how it literally changes her brain chemistry and she's just like not even Betsy anymore. Um, And it was so hard to, to, to tap into those emotions, but I think it, it was, you know, the thing that was really helpful is, is the fact that, you know, I get to, I get to act with people like Mayor Winningham and Ray McKinnon two Uh like brilliant actors. And, um, I, Caitlin has so much love for them in person. Like they are two of the most uh, just genuinely just incredible people. I, I, I had gone and like hung out at Mare's house on the side and just had like one of the best afternoons I've ever had in my life with her. And, and she really felt like a motherly figure to me. And then Ray McKinnon literally wouldn't stop making me laugh during like the entire series, like literally just is the one of the funniest people I know. Um, so I genuinely had so much love for them and, and there is so much conflict there in that scene. And um, and especially because, you know, those those the two of them thought my character was going to AA and getting better and, and, and on an upward path. And it turns out that I just wasn't. And that's actually where I was getting more pills. Um, so the whole thing was just really emotionally, uh, draining. But again, Danny never wanted to, you know, never wanted to sugarcoat any, any, any part of, of, addiction in this, in the show. And I think that in order for people to feel seen by it, it really needed to, we needed to add this kind of humanity to it. And, um, and I thought that his writing was so incredible and um, it, it just felt, it felt right. And it felt like really honest. And it was honestly, we, we didn't do it when we were shooting it on on the day, we didn't do it a, a, a bunch. Um, you know, it kind of went back by really quickly because it just, you know, we just, everyone was there and in it. And if you really just like put yourself in, in this character's shoes, you just, you're, you're my heart was constantly breaking for Betsy and you're um, just so sad what this family was going through and what she was going through. And, but yeah, we didn't do it. We didn't do it a whole lot of times. And uh, what was great is that our, our, our director um, was able to sort of like shoot a lot, most of it handheld. So we were kind of able to just capture um, moments. And it was honestly like different. And every time, like I'd, I'd find new things that, that would, that, that you know, uh, were frustrating or um, we'd find a different way of blocking it, like pretty much every time. So what is in the show is probably like from one take only, which is, um, is
0: really, really cool it's fascinating and the the second moment i want to just sort of go through like that uh which to me i think is the moment of the show um it's a much quieter moment it's um, your last phone call with grace uh played by cleopatra coleman uh or your character is sort of you know asking if it once i get better uh do you think we could try again uh it's me it's honestly like it's it's it is it's such a quiet moment it's a it's a it's something that you could show to someone to to, to show them this is how you sort of uh how an actor can bring out the subtext of what they're saying, uh, mm. while they're saying something else. Uh, so on a, in a quiet moment like that, uh, what's your preparation process? What's your, what do you, what's your scene study, your script study, and, and how do you prefer to to go about that?
1: I, um, was well, so yeah, I, I that was actually one of my favorite scenes of the whole show. Um, what was so great is that I had gone through a lot with with this character already. We had shot a lot of um, a lot of scenes, a lot of um, episodes, so I had lived through this character for for a bit when we shot the scene, and then I really thought that well, I wanted to make sure that for both of those phone calls. Um, uh, with 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 Cleopatra, um, uh, who plays Grace in the show, and um, Michael, mm-hmm. both of those phone calls, I I really wanted to be able to actually talk to them, um, and so, I I I actually was, so it was really I was able to to talk to Cleopatra that day, and, um, you know, really I just have to when I first before shooting the scene that day, I just really kind of, you know, I had already gone through, again, I had already gone through a lot of Betsy's journey already. So it's just kind of like remembering all of it and sort of like meditating on it. And um, I think we're seeing Betsy in a very vulnerable, I mean, there are a lot of vulnerable moments, but I think this is a very, an especially vulnerable moment. in the show and and how many times we've seen her try. And, and she has just, just gone through so much and she's at a point where she's gonna try one, one more time. And um, I think that is a really heartbreaking element um, to that scene. And I think it was just a lot of, yeah, internalization really and again like you said like there's a lot of subtext behind the 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 silence and and things that Betsy didn't say but she was definitely feeling and those are some of my favorite things to do as an actor because I think there's so much that um, that humans want to say but don't and um, I think that Betsy was uh, just feeling a whole, a whole slew of emotions in that scene. So I think it was just a matter of, again, thinking about what I had gone through with the character already, and then thinking about how important this person is to Betsy and how how she, this is someone that she really, really, really loves. And it's just, I think that's what makes it so heartbreaking Is is this is someone that she, this is another thing that she lost because of, of Oxy, you know, this is, and that is, that is what's, um, I mean, in Danny, again, Danny's writing is so um, beautiful in that way where he just, he really wanted to represent um, the people that, that were affected by it. Not only the, the people going through addiction, but then also the families and the, the friends that were affected by it as well.
0: Uh, it's, it's, it's a really, like, it's, it's an incredible performance. Um, I watched the scene right before, you know, just to, to refresh and just, just to hear you talk about it again. It's just, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a, it's, 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 but it, you really, it is, it is, it's beautifully brought to screen and, uh, thank you. Of course, yeah, I really of course.
1: appreciate saying that.
0: Um, so yeah, I mean, bef- before I let you go, we've 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 looked back uh, about as far <laughs> as we can. So I, I would I would like to just real quickly looking forward. Uh, you're clearly someone who likes the challenge, who is looking for the challenge, the challenging thing, the thing that will bring you somewhere you haven't been before. So I'm curious, what how I think looking forward, how are you identifying these challenges, these new challenges? What are you looking for? What part of uh, this whole journey, haven't you touched on that you're, you're kind of trying to to touch on now?
1: Yeah. The, I mean, the cool thing about this, this industry and, and what my, my job is that doesn't feel like a job to me, um, which is so cool. Um, (laughs) but what the, you know, what, what's really exciting about it is that I don't know, (laughs) I don't know what's, what's coming. And I've really been able to, like, come to terms with that and accept it. And there are projects that come my way that I get really, really excited about and then don't end up happening for whatever reason or projects that, like, come into my life a month before they're about to start. And, you know, just things, everything happens for a reason. And I, um, you know, I, I, but when I when I know, I know. And when I have a gut feeling about something, I I, I want to put my entire um, every, every fiber of my being into it. And, um, but that is the, the, the unknown is, is scary and exciting at the same time. So, um, there are some things that are like in development right now that I'm, that I'm really excited about that are, yeah, challenging and, and, and different from, from what I've done before, which is what I want to, I guess, if I'm going to Speak on what I want to continue doing. That that is what I want to continue doing. Is just finding something that'll that'll work a different part of my brain, um, and uh, but at this current moment, I'm I'm just yeah enjoying time with my family and and um, reading you know things that come my way and um, and and I'm about to start like promoting. other projects that i have coming out soon so it's um really enjoying this moment (laughs) it's been really nice and uh i don't know really what's next next um i but i'm i'm really just excited for what's to come
0: incredible well yeah thank you so much for being here we will we'll be watching whatever comes next and we will be watching emmy's night uh fingers crossed (laughs) Uh, it's very exciting it's very exciting uh thank you, thank you so much for being here
1: yeah thank you for having this chat of with course. me it was really
0: nice of course yeah it's you know it's sometimes it's nice to look back <laughs> yeah,
1: <I> <laughs> yeah
0: incredible thank you so much thank you Thanks, as always, to our brilliant producer, Jamie Muffet, and to the whole team at Backstage, Samantha Sherlock, Mark Stinson, Caitlin Watkins, and of course, Casey Howe. Visit Backstage.com, and don't forget, you can subscribe to Backstage with code ENVELOPE at checkout for a free trial. 100% free, you simply cannot beat that. For more exclusive content, find us on Facebook and Twitter at In the Envelope, and subscribe, share, and leave a comment. Who should we interview next? Let us know. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time for another peek in the envelope.